Fizz. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Do you know what today is? It's my podiversary. My first podcast anniversary. <laughs> yep, one year ago today, my first podcast episode was released. Thank you so much for being here, whether you are here from day one or if this is your very first time you're listening. And if it is your first time, I promise I don't sing every time. I know I'm a horrible singer. But FYI, I cannot wait to have I, I cannot wait to start having guest experts on the show. But in order to do that, I need to make enough income to cover my expenses because interviews will need to be longer than 20 minutes. Therefore, it will cost me more to do interviews. So if you want to start hearing from guests on specialized topics, check out patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson or find me on the Patreon app. You can make a monthly pledge as a way to say, hey, Kel, thanks for all the great health information you share. I think it's worth 25 cents a week or maybe a little bit more. And I will give you rewards for doing so. You can do that right now while you're listening. Patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson and a huge shout out to my current supporters from the bottom of my squat. Thank you to Elise V, Tracy D, Zach R, Wendy C, and Pamela P. I love you all so much. In case you are a first-time listener, my name is Kelly Wilson. I am the owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry since 1994. It was right around this time of year that I first saw that sign that they were looking for aerobics instructors, and there were auditions, and I knew without a doubt... I had to give it a shot. I've sure learned a lot since then, thankfully. Um, but that's why I started this podcast. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And we've been talking about macronutrients carbs, protein, and now last but not least, today is all about the macro, which is fat. And I say it's not least because both carbs and protein each have four calories for each gram and fats, well, fats contain nine calories per gram. And that's not a bad thing. It can really work to your advantage once you start to learn more and more about how macros work. So here we go with some fat chat. Let's cover some basics, shall we? Fat has how many grams? How many calories per gram? Nine. Yep, I'm drilling that into your brain. So some of the major ways that our bodies use fat from our diets for energy. And as today's title says, it's the most energy dense macro. But that doesn't mean it's got caffeine in it. What that means is that the calories are units of energy. And one gram of fat has how many calories? nine, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so that's why it is the most energy dense of all the macros. And fat also helps to balance hormones. Fat forms our cell membranes all throughout the body to keep our cells protected. And fat forms our brains and our nervous system. The brain is made up of around 60% fat. And fat is fat intake is critical for development at any stage of life, but it becomes especially crucial in your 50s, 60s and beyond for healthy brain function to continue. 
fat is also critical for helping to effectively transport certain vitamins. The It transports your fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K. And that basically means that those vitamins are transported and put to use better if they are taken with a little bit of fat. And one last major role of fat is that it gives us two fatty acids that our bodies cannot make on their own. And those are omega-6 and omega-3s, which I'm going to talk a lot more about later. It seems like pretty much anywhere you turn, you see articles about healthy fats this, healthy fats that. But what exactly does that mean anyway? So I'm going to have an infographic to go along with this that you can save, which will be on my website along with this episode. And I'll share it on social media. So you don't have to write this next these lists down that I'm about to give you unless you really want to, but you can always go to fitfizstudio.com slash podcast dash 41. That link should be in the show notes. So to be totally honest, I really kind of cringe at even using the term healthy fats or unhealthy fats because it's just so vague and I don't want to encourage anyone to use vague terms if they don't know why it's called that. But for the sake of simplicity and time, that's what I'm going to call it. And I think most people already relate to the term healthy fats a little bit anyway. So I'm going to say healthy fats. (laughs) And there are four main ways that we can get healthy fats. They are from animal proteins, from fruits, from butter and oils, and from nuts and seeds. Now, healthy fats are basically naturally occurring and minimally processed. This can include polyunsaturated fats, monounsaturated fats, and saturated fats. So going back to those four categories. So healthy fats, if you were to get healthy fats from animal protein, some of those sources would be beef, dairy, egg yolks, and seafood. Getting healthy fats from fruits, some sources would be avocados, coconut, and olives. Getting healthy fats from butter and oils, butter, obviously, and avocado oil, olive oil, and ghee are some examples. And then the fourth category, nuts and seeds, some healthy fat examples are all kinds of tree nuts, macadamia nuts, Brazil nuts, um, pistachios, almonds, walnuts, pecans, also sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, and probably everyone's favorite, maybe not everyone's, but dark chocolate. So that brings us to unhealthy fats, which are fats that do not naturally occur in foods. And they have been been created by industrial processes like trans fats. And when you see the word hydrogenated on an ingredients list, that means trans fats fats. And remember on the nutrition facts episode just a few weeks ago, how I gave the example that something can say sugar-free on the label, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it contains zero sugar and how that can actually add up to quite a lot of sugar if you're not careful. Please listen to that episode if you haven't already. But food labels also work hard to trick you in the same way with fats. So a food package might have this beautiful red starburst on the front of the package that says contains zero trans fats. And if you turn the package over, look at the nutrition facts and find the trans fats line, it might indeed say zero. But you can't trust that little zero. If you investigate further by looking at the ingredients portion, you might see hydrogenated blah, blah, blah. 
uh-oh, if you see that, it means they're sneaking in some trans fats. And by having that half a gram or less per serving, they're able to legally put it in there and still say no trans fats. So depending on the serving size and how often you might eat that food, you might be getting a significant dose of trans fats. And trans fats are something that I personally really try to stay away from. It's, I I think of it like this. Some people might consider this too drastic, but I think of it like this. Trans fats are man-made just like plastic is man-made. Just about any time you see a food product with trans fats on it, or it says hydrogenated whatever on the ingredients, we're lucky enough to live in a time where there are smarter, more natural options for just about everything that you might want. And I think that trans fats are one ingredient that's just worth avoiding as much as possible and just not putting it in your body. And This is also the type of fat that increases your risk of things like heart disease, stroke, and diabetes, even if you're a thin person, because it builds up in the body. And like I said, it's really like ingesting a foreign object. So the body doesn't know what to do with it. And that in turn, can it can become an endocrine disruptor. Since your body doesn't know what to do with it or how to absorb it or how to break it down because it's not a real fat for it to recognize, what happens is these trans fats, once they're broken down into microscopic molecules, they start to block receptor sites on your cells that are meant to be receptor sites for hormones. But if those sites are blocked by trans fat molecules, your hormones cannot properly send their signals to keep the body functioning optimally. And that's one way that hormones can become imbalanced, which can cascade into any number of other health issues, depression, anxiety, sexual dysfunction, heart disease, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So another thing to note about why you shouldn't be scared of having healthy fats in your diet is that they digest slower than carbs and protein which will help you to feel full longer after you eat. In fact, not only do fats leave your stomach more slowly than carbohydrates and proteins, but very little fat digestion actually occurs in the stomach. Bile from the liver prepares fat for breakdown by emulsifying it, making it soluble in water. And this emulsification makes it easier for digestive enzymes to break the fat into even smaller pieces for the rest of the digestive process. Now, the fact that fats will help you feel more satiated And they play a huge role in having energy, alertness, brain function. Well, this relates to the example that I gave last week about getting some type of protein in your first meal of the day. And it's smart to get some kind of healthy fats too. So this is another reason why eggs are such a great food. They have some protein and they have some fat. And I'm not saying you should not have carbs at breakfast. Have some carbs too. You should really make it a goal to have all three macronutrients at every meal. But I'll go back to the donut example because it's easy. Donuts are basically carbs, sugar, and probably hydrogenated fats, the unhealthy fats. And donuts are a fun, easy food. And who doesn't love a fresh donut, right? I do too. And I'm not saying to deprive yourself of donuts forever, but... Things that are nothing but carbs, sugar, and hydrogenated fats are not a smart choice to start your day every single day. If your mornings feel disastrous and if it feels like the only food you can manage are things like donuts or Pop-Tarts, 
and you find that you're starving and cranky by late morning, it could really turn your days around if you find something you can eat in the morning that has protein and healthy fats. Go see my egg muffin recipe that I posted last week. That's a great thing that you can make for a few days ahead of time and it's just ready to go even if you're running late to get out the door. Or also try the smoothie recipe that I posted last week that has healthy fats in it with the chia seeds and the flax seeds and the almond butter. Just like it's important to vary your protein sources and get different amino acids into your body, it's also important to have an array of healthy fats. Now, sometimes when I look back at all of the things that contributed to my health going off a cliff with autoimmune disease, although trauma, adrenal distress, thyroid issues, breast implants setting me up for the explosion of autoimmune disease symptoms that made my health totally crumble, I think, and this is just an educated guess, but I think it's a pretty well-educated guess, that one of the contributing factors that made everything worse was how I dieted for bodybuilding. I was not varying my food sources at all. So for about 12 to 16 months or maybe more, I was eating very nutrient-dense healthy foods, but they were the same foods. So I was eating seitan for protein, broccoli and spinach for vegetables, sweet potatoes and rice for carbs, olive oil and coconut oil for healthy fats, and my smoothies. And that was about it. And I feel pretty gross to even admit that, but it's true. I didn't feel limited by it at the time because I thrive on that kind of consistency. And yeah, I felt strong and healthy while I was in it. So I kept going until I started to not feel so healthy anymore. So my point is, I know that for some people like me, we like the ease of sticking to the same foods all the time, but our bodies thrive on variety. So do your best to change the types of macronutrients that your body gets, especially when it comes to protein and healthy fats. So before we run out of time, one thing that I want to cover is omega-3s and omega-6s. Now, some of you might have even had your doctors tell you to take the or omega-3s as a supplement. I'm sure you already know, but you're better off getting these from food sources than a supplement because supplements can become unstable and ineffective rather quickly when they're just sitting on a shelf in capsule form. Some of the best sources of omega-3 fats are chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp, and walnuts, and as well as marine sources like fish and algae. And as I mentioned earlier, our cell cell membranes are fat-based. And one reason that omega-3s are so important is they keep those cell membranes more fluid. And when they're more fluid, that means signals from our hormones like serotonin, the happiness chemical, and our sex hormones can be transmitted through the body more easily. And not only that, but when muscle cell membranes are more fluid, it increases their insulin sensitivity which you want and need. So those are two huge reasons why omega-3s are critical to overall health. And also, omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. All of our bodies are constantly fighting against various types of inflammation, which we've also discussed in previous episodes. So more omega-3s equals less inflammation. Then we have omega-6 fatty acids. These are pro-inflammatory. They do the opposite of omega-3s, but we still need them. Omega-6s constrict blood vessels. They increase inflammation. 
They cause blood clotting or help with blood clotting, and they can even increase pain. And these processes might sound unhealthy, but we do need them to live. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to recover from injuries or surgeries or recover from training. Some common sources of healthy omega-6s are poultry, eggs, nuts, whole grain bread, and pumpkin seeds. Now, here's the key point about omega-3s and 6s. Not only is it important to have some of both, but optimal health needs a balance of these two. So humans have evolved eating a diverse diet of animals and plants, which gave them or us abundant macronutrients and micronutrients and pretty balanced omega-3s and 6s. When people ate less processed foods, that balance had a ratio of about two to one. Currently, in North America and most of Europe, most diets are not at that two to one ratio. They're more like 10 to one or even 20 to one. And that is because of overconsumption of processed foods and way too much omega-6, particularly due to unhealthy fats and things like soybean oil, corn oil, or canola oil, and all kinds of hydrogenated oils in foods like processed grains, packaged pastas, breakfast cereals, prepackaged snack foods, and fast foods. So eating those things drives overall intake of omega-6 way too high. And that's one reason that we see a lot more overall inflammation, because remember, omega-6 is inflammatory. And we also see it also contributes to seeing a lot more obesity than we used to, because we didn't used to have things like canola oil and soybean oil and hydrogenated oils in everything that we eat that's packaged. Remember, fat is not bad in itself, but because there's such an imbalance of too many omega-6s and too much unhealthy fats, there's just not a balance. So make an effort to get less omega-6s if you're getting those fats from processed hydrogenated sources and work on getting more omega-3s. Now, if you're wondering how much fat you should be eating overall, be sure to get my food portion guide by clicking the link in the show notes. It's totally free or see the webpage for this episode. And if you really want to go into detail about calculating macros for you individually, I'd be happy to do that. If you go to the coaching page of my website and set up a one-on-one coaching appointment. So overall, make it a goal to get all three macronutrients at every meal Vary your sources for each macronutrient and try to get more omega-3s, maybe less omega-6s, and definitely less hydrogenated anything. So if you learned something today, please click the share button or text it to a friend and tell them they need to subscribe. You will have my eternal gratitude if you leave a written review for the show on iTunes or show your support on patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.